This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us on Simcoe Day here in Toronto. It was 215 years ago that Lieutenant Governor John Graves Simcoe and his wife Elizabeth lived in what was then Toronto, part of Upper Canada. And it was Elizabeth who actually embraced the early settler lifestyle and wrote about her time here in a diary. She was also an artist and took her paintings and sketches back to the King of England so he could see firsthand what life was like here. We will speak with historian and painter Charles Pactor and Caitlin Wainwright of Heritage Toronto at the bottom of the hour. But first, are you ready for HOT lanes? You heard about them there in the news with Bob Shepard. And would you pay $60 a month to use them? 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. So as of today, you can apply for a permit to use the pilot project high occupancy toll lanes on the QEW. These are the lanes that right now are the high occupancy vehicle lanes. You have to have at least one passenger along with the driver to use them. That's been the case up until now. If you're caught as a single person driving in the HOV lanes, you will be fined. But no longer will that be the case if you receive a permit to drive in these lanes starting September 15th. OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt is on the line with us now here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Uh, Sergeant Schmidt, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Yes, good afternoon, Jane. Thanks for having me on on this holiday. I know, and before we get into the HOT lanes, I just want to know how the weekend has gone so far on the roads. Well, it's heavy right now. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are actually uh, listening to this uh, while they're in traffic. And a lot of those routes uh, coming back to Toronto from cottage country from all directions, the 400, 404, and 401, I'm sure, from all sides, uh, they are building very heavy already. I was talking to officers uh, up in the Barrie and Aurora area, and, out, and out right through Toronto. And so far, in terms of collisions and um, problems, there haven't been a whole lot, but it's just the overall volume, which is really slowing everybody down. And uh, if you're driving, just make sure you're uh, looking, looking up in the distance because traffic can stop in a heartbeat. And if you get a wreck, it's going to just cripple uh, traffic there um, almost immediately, and it can take uh, hours. And, and especially on a day like today, it may never recover until the day is over. Now, Sergeant Schmidt, um, drinking and driving is always a concern, particularly yeah. on the long weekends. Just based on what you're saying, it sounds like maybe drivers have heeded that message a bit better. Well, you know, I, I don't know. We mm-hmm. had, I know just uh, in Toronto yesterday, uh, in the overnight hours, we had uh, a couple of impaired drivers. They were both involved in collisions, and you know, it shouldn't be happening at all. So, unfortunately, we are still seeing impaired drivers all the time. And if people have, have been out this weekend enjoying the outdoors and enjoying uh, family time with uh, with alcohol and you're driving back, uh, you still may be impaired. It can take 12 hours or more to eliminate that alcohol from your system. So, please, uh, 
if you're uh, not sober, don't uh, be getting in the vehicle and start driving. Yeah, you're almost better to say to your boss, you know what, I'll be back uh, later in the day tomorrow and sleep over at the cottage and come back in the morning. It's a safer decision for everybody. (laughs) Well, absolutely. And if anybody's out there who sees what they think is an impaired driver, distracted, or or anyone who's driving dangerously, uh, you know, call 911, call the police. We'll uh, we'll do our best to get our, our officers in position there to find what's going on, take that person off the road and investigate it. Uh, we don't need that kind of driving on our highways today. Everyone wants to get uh, to where they're going. And, you know, I've heard of drivers, you know, getting stopped for speeding because they're racing to get to the vacation. Well, vacations are supposed to be about relaxation and and, and time away and, and slower pace. But if, if, you're, if you're booking it down the highway to hurry up to relax, I don't think I'd put you in the right space anyway. No, that's so. right. And the message we were trying to get out on Friday morning as well in the news was about your move over campaign. Yeah. So that if you see flashing lights on the side of the road and you're driving up toward this situation, you by law have to get over one lane. So is is that Absolutely. message resonating? Well, sadly, we're well, when traffic is so heavy, very often it's hard for people to uh, to move over because there is no space to move over but and they're going so slow already. But uh, when, when traffic opens up, uh, we don't see everybody moving over, uh, not even just for the emergency vehicles, but tow trucks as well. It's a huge thing for, for those operators because they're outside of their vehicles, beside the vehicles, trying to get those uh, vehicles hooked up and put onto the dollies. And they often have to step out into uh, live lanes. And, and if you don't have that cushion of space, it, it really is uh, it's frightening. So, uh, And in some areas on, on a lot of highways, this is construction season. At a lot of places, there are no shoulders, and so and there is no space to you know, get these vehicles off, or they're na- very narrow shoulders, and there's really no margin for error. So that's why it really is so critical that everyone is, is paying attention and, and seeing what's coming up down the road, and there may be twists and turns, there may be hills and crests that you can't see over, and that's why your full attention has to be focused on driving all the time. 416 740 We also very much want to discuss the situation with these HOT lanes. It's, it's a pilot project, and as of today, uh, Sergeant Schmidt, Service Ontario is accepting online applications for the permits. That's right. So not so, everyone who applies automatically gets a permit, though, right? Well, I guess it's going to depend on the number of applications. So I don't know. That'll be a, that'll yet to be t- uh, seen, I guess, how many uh, people apply and, and what the demand is for it. So that's up to the Ministry of Transportation. But you're right. This is when uh, the applications are allowed. September 15th is when it becomes active. And we'll start uh, monitoring those uh, highways as well, much like we monitor HOV lanes uh, already. So there's really not a lot of change in business practice for us, although now when we see all these single occupants, uh, we'll be looking for those uh, those permits in these vehicles for drivers to, to be on those lanes. And if and you do get selected in the lottery, you can purchase a permit for $60 for a one-month pass or $180 for a three-month pass. And if you do get a permit, uh, you are eligible. You can decide to renew it for the following six months after that, if you wish. We want to know if you're interested in paying this money, $60 a month, to drive the new pilot project HOT lanes. Four one. Yeah. Six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Is it going to be popular? Do you think, Sergeant Schmidt? 
Well, I'm sure on a day like today when you're stuck in traffic, you would do anything to have an open lane beside you. Of course, uh, most of the vehicles coming by are packed with kids and everybody uh, coming back from their cottages. So there's not going to be a lot of single single vehicle drivers. But you know, come tomorrow or come uh, next week when they start uh, using those uh, HOT lanes, it's uh, or sorry, next month. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when that becomes effective and back to regular commuting lifestyle. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested in that because we all want to get through traffic as efficiently as possible. So now that pilot project is is really on the QEW, as far as I understand, uh, between in Oakville and the Burlington area. That's where they're starting it right now, and uh, I guess we'll see how it uh, progresses from there. But that's uh, where the pilot project is right now uh, between Trafalgar Road and Guelph Line. And that's what I'm interested in knowing as well. So if you are carpooling in these current HOV lanes, how much time do you save as a result of using the HOV lanes? And and perhaps this will be inspiration to single drivers who may think, if I can save 20 or 30 minutes on my commute, I'm going to pay that $60 a month to have the convenience and to have that extra time added to my lifestyle. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And I, I think uh, when you, uh, you know, when you have that commute always built in, all of a sudden you can save yourself an extra few minutes. I'm sure people would be very interested in that. And of course, keeping in mind that uh, we're going to be patrolling, and our job is not to make these uh, the laws and make the uh, the regulations, but uh, we do the uh, the enforcement and make sure the compliance is there because we don't want to see the abuse of that because that would. You know, obviously not to have the, the net benefit to everybody if all of a sudden all the lanes just turn into you know, slow traffic all across the highway. So- well, right. And I think they're only allowing, Service Ontario is only allowing 500 permits initially, right. but that will increase in future lotteries. So I guess they want to phase in this concept for individual drivers slowly. So as you say, we don't end up having an HOT lane going at the same pace as the regular lanes. Yeah. If it's all going slowly, you know, where's, where's the advantage to having a, a car full of uh, commuters that you're uh, commuting to work with, you know, all of a sudden it isn't as effective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to make sure that those lanes are, are still given enough incentive so that there is uh, there is flow to that traffic and, and encourage carpooling. I think you know for everybody to think that there's an advantage to doing that. You, uh, you can either you can save your fuel and you can save your vehicle and save your mileage and jump in with somebody else and, and get to work a lot quicker and and you'll pay. So if there's two people in the vehicle, you're you're good to go. So enjoy those lanes and obviously if you uh, aren't in a position where you can. Yeah, find someone else to drive with you and take, because every time you, you commute with somebody else, you're taking one more vehicle off the highway, which is uh, then uh, helping traffic flow, uh, albeit uh, very small, but right. everyone does it, more people do it, and you have a huge groundswell of change, and that's what uh, that's what makes a difference, and that's what gets uh, the highways moving. So the, the MTO are working hard to do that, and we're going to be out there making sure that the, the rules are followed, and you, know, you don't want to be getting a $110 ticket. You know, for not having your permit, so please, uh, you know, go through the process and uh, take advantage of it. We, uh, we we encourage, and everybody else there, I'm sure, is looking forward to being able to use that those lanes. Well, well and that's what we're reaching out to our listeners for to find out this hour if you think it's worth paying sixty dollars to drive the HOT lanes. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Alan in Mississauga, you're on Fight Back. Go ahead. Am I talking to Libby? You're talking to Jane. Libby has the day off. Okay, Jane, how are you doing today? Fine, thanks. Go ahead. That's great. Yeah, uh, 
when they first brought these lanes in, was that for the, the games that we had here? Yes, the, the HOV lanes, uh, those were the Pan Am HOV lanes. Yeah, you know what? And I knew down, I knew this was coming, eh, that they were going to charge to travel in these lanes. And uh, I will not pay to travel in those lanes, and I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Yesterday we went to visit my son in ben, Benbrook. And the, from Cosser, it starts at Cosser, right? Uh, is, that, is that right, Sergeant Schmidt? Yeah, yeah there's uh, at Cosser on the 403 anyways. Uh, there's 403 right down all the, the way out, All the way out until the end, it, it was stop, go, stop, go. It took us two hours and 15 minutes to get to Benbrook. So. And that was in the HOV lanes? Yes, because it was stop, go, stop, right. go. It was so congested, yes, and there was no accidents. It was just that it was so congested. If I leave here to go to my son, it should, I should get there in 45 minutes, 50 mm-hmm. minutes. Two hours yeah. and 15 minutes to get there yesterday. What do you think about that, Sergeant Schmidt? I mean, you pay the $60 to drive these, yeah. new, to drive these new HOT lanes, and, and then uh, you, well, you find you're, you're, slow, you're slow, in slow traffic. Well, typically these are for commuters as well. I, I don't think it's really a very fair example or comparison when you're looking at a afternoon when, when traffic is jammed and the whole city is looking to get out to enjoy some outdoor uh, relaxation. So you know, when you look at the morning uh, commute rush hours and so on and the typical Monday to Fridays, uh, yeah, on a holiday long weekend, unfortunately traffic volumes are just uh, at such a level that I don't think that's a, a fair comparison but because uh, everyone was out uh, enjoying the outdoors. Well, but, and that's what, and this is what I want to know too. If you if you right now are driving the HOV lanes on the QEW, how much faster are you going than the drivers, the single drivers who are in the regular lanes? Because that will give you an indication if it's worth you paying the sixty dollars a month or not to be in the faster lane. John from yeah. Bolton, you're on Fight Back. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to ask the sergeant a question. Uh, how do you proceed to pull somebody over uh, out of that lane? Uh, do you pull them over in that lane, or do you try to wiggle them over and over to the right, to the right, to the right, and about three interchanges down, you finally get them over? <laughs> well, it depends. It's right against the left shoulder there as well. So typically uh, what I have done, or what most law officers do, is when they're driving along, they'll, they'll see the vehicle. If they identify that it may be uh, a single occupant or, or something that there's a problem with, you know, they'll pull up uh, behind the vehicle to confirm what they see or don't see, uh, and and they can pull them over right into some of the uh, the uh, the left shoulder there as well, where there's lots of room. There there's built-in uh, wider shoulders in some areas as well, where there's lots of room and a lot of protection. Uh, sometimes, if you get a vehicle that is is violating or and not doing what they should be, they will almost automatically they'll pop back into the the regular lanes, hoping that they don't uh, get caught. And as you pull in behind them, they just uh, they just move right over to the right shoulder too. So uh, it really doesn't take that long. But we're going to wait until there's a safe spot, safe location to get the vehicle pulled over and stopped. Um, you know, we're not there to cause uh, more congestion because of flashing lights on the ro- side of the road as well. So we'll do it in an area where. It's, it's safe for everybody. But that, that brings up a question to uh, Sergeant Schmidt. Once the HOT lanes are in effect, these pilot project lanes, and you see a single driver using the HOT lanes, do you enter their license plate number to see if they have a permit so you don't have to deal with pulling them over or not pulling them over? 
Well, we'll probably be looking for that permit itself. It'll be uh, visible uh, in the in the windshield, and we I can pull up beside them and, and and pull them over to make sure it's a legitimate, you know, authentic uh, card and, and check the license plate out. I don't know exactly how the uh, how the um, permits will be uh, monitored through the. Uh, our computer systems, but that's something that uh, I'm still waiting for information as well. So that'll be uh, something that we'll continue to monitor. You know, it's interesting when you somebody just was mentioning there um, about the frustration over the HOV lanes, the 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 Pan Am HOV lanes yeah. last summer. What do you think uh, the OPP and the Ministry of Transportation learned from that experiment? Well, I, I think they learned that it was uh, quite effective. I think, uh, from my understanding, that uh, the lanes uh, were moving at all times. There was always a, a, a marked improvement in that HOV lane compared to the other lanes. And even today and for the last year, when I'm traveling in areas of HOV lanes, the uh, regular passenger lanes are typically moving a little bit slower than the HOV lane uh, when capacity is near its limit. You know, when, when capacity uh, evaporates a little bit, and it's more consistent across the board. You know, all lanes are moving uh, through and moving freely. But, you know, there are a lot of vehicles out there with uh, two occupants or more in a vehicle. And uh, I think it was I think it was a, a success. And I think that's why they're continuing with the, the expansion of the HOV uh, lane project as well. And that's something you really need to speak to the ministry about with their, uh, mm-hmm. with their uh, reviews of the program. But the fact that they're still moving forward on it, I would suspect that uh, they were they were happy and pleased with the results. And and for those people that that are uh, taking advantage of it, they love those lanes. Ontario.ca slash hotlanes. Ontario.ca slash hotlanes. If you are interested in applying for a permit uh, on August 21st, that is the end of, of the process time for taking these applications. And then there will be a lottery of some 500 people for the first draw. And this entire project on the QEW is expected to run over the next four years. So we in Southern Ontario are going to get very used to this idea of paying a toll, if you wish, to be a single driver in the HOT lanes. And also, uh, Sergeant Schmidt, we should say that by 2021, there will be 15 kilometers on the 427 between the 409 and yeah. Rutherford Road. Right, yeah. I know there's more expansion plans as well. And, of course, there's toll lanes as well and toll highways that you can drive on as well. So, uh, again, it's, they're not always going to be guaranteed to be moving at full capacity just because of volume. And uh, emergencies happen uh, from time to time on HOV or toll lanes, and uh, sometimes uh, you will be slowed down. But, you know, for the most part, they should be moving uh, typically a little more effectively and more efficiently than uh, the regular travel lanes. Sergeant Schmidt, thank you for taking time out on Simcoe Day. I know it's a busy one for you, and I hope that uh, you end up getting a few days off soon, too, because you seem to be working around the clock (laughs) most days. (laughs) Sometimes it seems like that. But, yeah, I wish everybody a really great holiday Monday here. Uh, Just take it easy, drive safe, and enjoy, enjoy the day. It looks like a beautiful one. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to speak with you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.